Yes, we are live and in color. Yes. Yes, the champ is here. The champ is here. What's up, baby? The champ is here, baby. We are live and in color when it comes to Intimate Discoveries podcast, redefining the conversation around what it means to be intimate. I am your host, Champ Franklin, and we are about to get into it right now. Absolutely. Here we go. Right. Absolutely. Here we are. Intimate Discoveries. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, everybody. I am your host, Champ Franklin, and we are um, getting ready to get started. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Welcome to Intimate Discoveries, Unveiling Connections, the podcast, Redefining the Conversations Around Intimacy. In a world where connections often feel superficial, we dive deep, exploring the layers of what it truly means to be intimate. This isn't just another love talk. It's a groundbreaking journey through through intimacy's cognitive, emotional, sexual, and spiritual aspects in the modern world. In each episode, we that we peel back layers and myths and truths, engaging with real life experts, sharing real life stories and uncovering insights that challenge everything you thought you knew about closeness in relationships. Whether you're navigating the complexities of love or seeking deeper connection or just curious about the unspoken intricacies of human bond, Intimate Discoveries is your guide through the maze of modern intimacy. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. as we peel back the layers and the secrets of truly meaningful connections. Intimate Discoveries, unveiling connections where every episode is one step closer to you understanding the heart and soul of intimacy. Yes, yes, yes. We are live and in color. And we want to thank everybody for coming out today. Um, we This is a Valentine's Day special. And I want you all to know that we are here. And um, still asking these questions of, you know, do you know what it means to be intimate? Do you know what it means um, to provide a safe space? And so this special Valentine's Day message is what's next? Um, what what are you going to do now? What's next for you? And um, we want to be able to ask answer that question because um, although we have Valentine's Day, um, again, what happens tomorrow? Um, are you um, a what we consider a high reliable partner? Can your partner rely on you tomorrow <laughs> to um, take care of the things that they've asked you to take care of when they ask you to take care of it? And then we also want to look at what's your commitment to providing a safe space? Uh, so we got, um, as we look at um, what do we say when we look at the the um, the principles of um, a high reliable organization, right? Um, and so we want to try to take some of those principles and use them here in our um, relationships now, because again, we can be high high value people, you know, high value man. And, 
a high value woman. Everyone, uh, I think that's a new term that's going around. Um, but we want to also look at is you also a high reliable partner, right? Um, and so what we look at is um, the the term high reliability describes a culture that strives to achieve um, error free or performance and safety in every procedure, every time. So when we, oh my gosh, as I take this definition, right? Um, and, 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 and become to mold it to being a high reliable partner, um, I would say that a high reliable partner is a, re- a high reliable relationship, is a relationship the culture strives um, to provide that safe space um, in every interaction where each person is committed to reciprocity and providing a safe space where each person has the ability or the opportunity to express themselves freely, um, all the while operating in a complex, um, multifaceted, day-to-day relationship. And so we want to be able to to use that and take some of those um, principles um, in in from that particular area. And so um, so we have um, so in in this high reliability um, framework, um, and so this is again coming from the high reliability organization um, structure. And so we're looking at there are um, three major components in the high reliable relationship. And so in, that is leadership, culture, and a learning system. And as we look at the leadership part, um, we want to look at the psychological safety, accountability, treatment, teamwork, and communication, and negotiations, right? Um, gosh, how, you know, making sure that you have the psychological safety, right? The psychological safety as well, right? Accountability. Are you being accountable to your partner? Um, when you say you're going to be somewhere, that you are actually there. When you say that you're going to complete a task or when, I ask you, when they ask you to do something, um, that you are completing those things and you're doing it and you're being um, committed to um, to being um, responsible, right? And so we then when we look at the the um, and that's the the leadership, that's the learning, the culture um, is um, is these physiological needs, and then we have the learning system where. There's transparency, transparency, reliability, um, and improvement and measurement, and then this continuous learning of each other. And so as we look at that, we want to ask ourselves, can we bring this concept of a high reliable organization to our relationships where um, we know that in an intimate relationship, intimacy is defined as the level of commitment, positive, effective, cognitive, and physical closeness that one experiences with a partner in a reciprocal relationship. And so the question is, um, how do we 
be committed? How do we continuously learn from each other? How do we maintain that that integrity of of um, a reciprocity? And and that's what we want to be able to look at. And so I um I saw, I looked here and it's um there are let me see here reluctancy to simplification. Um, sensitivity to operation, commitment to resilience, and deference to expertise. And so those are, um, I'm just reading the five principles, five characteristics, right? This preoccupation with failure. So that's what that means is um, being preoccupied with failure is that we're continuously looking at ways that we can improve, right? And we are reluctant to um, simplify. And so you're not trying to um, always trying to simplify stuff, right? And then there's sensitivity to the operation, knowing that what's important um, to how we function, how we operate every day. And then there's the commitment to resilience and being able to make sure that your relationship um, is resilient, that, that regardless of what comes up in a relationship, that you all can persevere through that. And, and build that resilience. <clears throat> and then here's a here's a a really key component is deference to expertise. And so this is can be a, a very sticky area um, when it comes to man and husband and wife or male and female in relationship because oftentimes um, the woman is <laughs> has more um education than some men right and so um does that mean that she's smarter than him in everything do i have to defer to her in everything um that's that's a question that you all have to ask in that relationship because no not everything you're not smart in everything <laughs> And besides, your knowledge on that particular subject is for that particular subject and not our relationship. So, yeah, so you're smart in accounting and you're smart in, in medical technology or you may have had your Ph.D. in education or you may be um, a, a civil engineer or, or, or a CPA or you know, any type of other professional, a nurse, and, and, and in those particular cases, right? Your profession, um, your expertise in your profession is your profession. So what we're doing here in our relationship, what's going on with us right now, is you have not studied that, right? Uh, because you were studying other relationships. <laughs> you were not studying um us and so um and so that's what we want to be able to to make sure that we keep thing keep the main thing the main thing right and um and how do we do that how do we um continue to um listen and be available um to our partners right how do oh who's it we got robert oh yeah oh my gosh Oh my gosh, I'm inviting you all to come on over and engage in this conversation. This is, um, I would love to hear you all's um, perspective. Robert, and who is this 
um, someone else is on here. But my point of it is I want to get you all's perspective, right? I want to hear from you and see what, what you, oh, is this Robert Robert? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, anyway, we're going to go on with the show. Uh oh, Robert is speaking now. Oh, my God. Hello. Can you hear me? Can I hear you? Evidently, you can as you responded. Yes, I can hear you. I can hear you. Yes, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I, I, I was told that you had a podcast and I would go ahead and chime in. So, you know, I'm I'm listening to your your uh, uh, thought process here. Yes, sir. And, and what do, and what do you think of it so far? Great, great content. But, you know, the bottom line is for me. Okay. Reciprocity. You know, too many people in this world, any type, most relationships, put it on the other person to know what's supposed to go on. Uh huh. There's nothing wrong with telling somebody what you need or what you want. And if a person can't deal with that, they need to keep pushing. Right. I don't know about you, but as a man, I'm not a mind reader. Right. I, that, that's true. And, and so when you say that you're not a mind reader, um, how, let me ask you this here. Do you provide a safe space where that person is comfortable telling you their truth? Most definitely. I think it's the other way around where I do. I feel comfortable telling my truth, you know? Yes. Beautiful. And that's, that's, that's right. So tell, can you share with us, um, why do you, feel why don't you feel comfortable with sharing your truth because for me most people well in my individual is episodes i'll say it's almost like you have to tiptoe if you share your dis discomfort about certain subject matter it's either misconstrued as you being angry upset um when it's hey i'm explaining i don't like it i'm not going to always agree with you Mm -hmm. always, I, for me, it's okay to agree to disagree. Okay. You know, I, I think each person is, is, should be happy. It's right. not happy life, happy life, or, or as long as the woman getting what she wants, I, I don't agree. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I agree with you that is not. It shouldn't just be happy wife, happy life. Um, simply because here's what I, what I found it find is troubling with that, right? Is that happy wife, happy life means that somebody has taken an L, right? Oh yeah. Right. And so the problem with that is that yes, it's happy wife, happy life. Are you considering how many L's that I have taken this week? Just by the, uh, adopting this concept, happy wife, happy life. And so there, there's something that, that people now say is um, happy spouse, happy house, right? Um, and so that's the part. Where, so what are your thoughts about that? Plain and simple. It's both individuals deserve the right to be happy. Right. And I don't care. You will, there's a thing called compromise, mm -hmm. which is perfectly fine. You give, you take. 
But when it's consistently right. one-sided, it's a problem. How do you say? Give what you can receive. Mm -hmm. Right. So, 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 how do you define intimacy? For me, honestly, being being able to just enjoy the space of of another individual, mm -hmm. verbally, you know, you know, emotionally, mentally, mm -hmm. aspect. You know, if I'm if I'm just sitting here watching TV with you, right? A form of intimacy yeah, our space is being shared, right? And the mutual respect of the other individual is is there in the air. Mm -hmm. you know, one's not being upset, feeling like they're being ignored or disregarded, right? Knowing that hey, you're in each other's space, and just the thought of that. Is this an intimacy? You don't have to just be touching somebody or talking to them. It's being able to be contained in the same space and feel comfortable about it. Right. That is important. So we have a definition um, that we use on intimate discoveries in regards to intimacy. And I don't know if you heard it earlier, um, but it's always worth repeating that intimacy is a level of commitment. Positive, effective, positive, and physical closeness that one experienced with a partner in a reciprocal relationship. And there are four major components to intimacy. There is cognitive intimacy, which is just sharing thoughts like you and I are doing right now. This is an intimate conversation, right? And then there's emotional intimacy, which is sharing emotions, sharing feelings, and, and it's also rooted in self-disclosure. And then there's sexual intimacy where you're choosing to share one's body in the form of affection, touching, and sexual activities. And then there's spiritual intimacy, which is sharing thoughts about religion and morality. And so those are the four components, but the, the whole definition that it's a, it's a level of commitment and the commitment is to reciprocity. And in order for that to, in order for intimacy to, to flourish, there has to be a safe space. What do you take, Robert? Oh, I, I I agree with you. It's a different take on it from what I'm used to, but yeah, mm -hmm. I can definitely see where that applies. Right. And and so um the problem that we see in relationships nowadays or when well not nowadays, in our relationships and in our culture, that most men are really good providers and protectors, but we're not good emotionally available why do you think that is so why let's let's take it a little further back it's our history mm -hmm. all the way back to slave times we carry those same uh uh mind mindsets the man went out he had to work in the field put up with all mm -hmm. of the okay the woman stayed back well most women and they nurtured the children okay most times when the man the boy is being nurtured, he's being nurtured to be just like that man mostly emotionless you know I, to my childhood i think i said i love you to my son more now than i did when he was a little kid because that's what was put in me 
the, the, the providing is what my father did. My father didn't hug me, kiss me, tell me he loved me, but his mm-hmm. action it's right. more, but the further we come away from that, people are starting to learn conversations mm-hmm. like this, where a man has to be able to feel comfortable with mm-hmm. being able to share his emotions, to be able to say, "Hey, I'm scared," without being called a punk or a sissy. You know, right. those those mindsets are still prevalent today. You know, we have this thought that we're soft if we share our emotions. If we show the vulnerability, which is key in relationships, we don't want to show commitment or vulnerability because we always have in the back of our head, that's what soft people do. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, Robert, thank you for, for sharing it, man. It, it means a lot um, to hear from you. Um, it touches my heart and, and, the, and it, it just echoes um, what I or echo and underscores what I talk about here in Intimate Discoveries is that um, we most men have about 20 to 30 years of their life where nobody cared about their feelings. And so, <laughs> and so now where do we start or where do we, um, and, and how do we, talk to a man who has has about 30 years where nobody cared about his feelings. And now to say to him, I care about your feelings. By listening, listening, allow him, allow him to talk, allow him, and he may not share them appropriately, but allow, Mm -hmm. allow him to open up and say, you know, the things that have bothered him throughout his life, the things he could, and as time goes on, once you form that bond or show the commitment that um, inter- showing that intimacy even between men mm-hmm. is not sexual. It's about me right. showing you I'm committed. I'm committed right. to helping you. All right. You also have to show the vulnerability of sharing, hey, your your processes, how you got to the point that you are. You know, a lot of people right. come at people with the book knowledge. I'm gonna tell you one of one of the strongest ways that has reached out to me is somebody that's been there, somebody that not only looks like me, but also mm-hmm. has been able to walk the same walk. You know, to be able to say, "Oh, I know what you're talking about," and share, and share, because until you still down a bill, the other person's not, they're not, because they don't. Like, I'm not about to open myself up to this dude so he can make me feel a certain kind of way. Right. Sometimes I get it. Sometimes, uh-huh. sometimes you have to take be the first one to reach to show a person, hey, you know what? It's okay. Let me show you how it's done. Right. We're and, and the other part, uh-huh. And the other part that, that you you know when you're saying it's okay, um, let me show you how it's done. Um, what do you, what are your thoughts about just allowing what he's done to be okay? Perfectly fine. But again, again, to get somebody to that point, Mm. you show that it's okay. But you meet people where they at. Mm -hmm. Don't ridicule them. Don't make them feel like they're less of an individual because they don't know how 
or they don't know how to do it in your form or fashion. Right. And 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 that's and again, that's where we we find ourselves um, in disagreements, right? <laughs> when you you're trying to override somebody else's way of being right. Exactly. And so, yeah. In those cases, for me, at that beginning state, there's no right or wrong. It's like you go to a therapist. A therapist is not going to a therapist is going to hear you. Mm-hmm. Any therapist that worth their weight in gold is going to hear you. They're going to listen to you and allow right. you to process it yourself. They they're going to direct you, give you some ideas. But no one can tell you about you except you. You just need right. somebody to listen to you. That's all. And so, so when we, as we're in relationships and we're, cause we have these male and female, um, we have these alpha males and alpha females, um, being dominant in, in the relationships. Um, how do, how do, how can they strive or thrive in a relationship when they have these dominant personalities it, it, it takes patience on um, both individuals part because alpha males and alpha females are coming from that arena based on previous experiences with other relationships mm-hmm. other people will they feel that they have to be dominant dominant in every aspect you made a mention earlier about someone think you know they're smarter than this person that means they're smart and everything no, a lot of people have, have grown to believe that they have to. They have to dominate, win, win, win at any cost. And they all right. have their own individual reasons is what drives them to feel that way. Whether it, it began with inadequacy. You know, a lot of, a lot of you know, the bullies, you know, uh, individuals who at some point in their life felt inadequate or people made them feel that way and they never could get past it so they figure they'll just have to full charge, not understand the dynamics of why they feel that way, but just go full bull. So, so what you're saying right now is that when there is an alpha male or an alpha female, that you actually that you should consider being patient with them because there could be a past trauma that's driving them to be alpha. Exactly. You know, we, communication is key. And until you communicate to find out what caused this issue. Yes. Wow. That's, that's, that's deep, Rob. <laughs> that is, that is deep. And so again, providing is that, like I say, for me, I know that the safety need, um, is, is important and being a, being able to be committed to allowing that person to to feel safe yeah but you know in the relationships a lot of the misconception is the women the woman needs to be feel safe but equally that man needs to feel safe as well he has to be able to let down this alpha male persona this i'm tough persona 
Right. To feel like I can let myself go and this person is not going to judge me. You know, the, the easiest going individual, I think it's just human nature. Uh, we fear judgment because everybody wants to be liked. Mm-hmm. We say we don't care, but we, we care mm-hmm. or someone around us likes us or not. We may not I- voice. You're you're so right, and and I, I, you you touched on a, on a lot of things as far as helping it. That safety need must go both ways, and that male absolutely needs a space in which he could be vulnerable. And now it's it's that um, the challenge is helping him to um, understand that to now begin to activate those muscles <laughs> um, that have, you know, as a, um, as a safe space and being vulnerable and sharing. Right. Um, because like you say, I, I'm, I wasn't, I wasn't taught to share. <laughs> Children are seen and not heard. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm not used to sharing. I'm not used to telling my truth and somebody actually caring about it. Right. You said that key right there. Someone actually cares about it. You know, some people misconstrue someone telling their truth as complaining. Mm. You know, and that's where a lot of anger from comes from. A lot of people not being able to express verbally their emotion. So it's like a little kid. If they can't, they get angry. They slam their toys. But as grown man, you don't have toys to slam. You start using your fist. You start using your your, your verbal abusiveness. Right. What about your communication? Once individuals, male and women, learn how to communicate their feelings, things will be a whole lot easier. You're, you're absolutely right, and and that's again, and that's what you're talking about is it providing a judgment-free zone where a person can share their feelings and you not say you just complain it. But you actually validate that person's feelings. That's the word, validate. Because what's important to you may not be important to me. But at some point in time in relationships, you also have to be able to show empathy. Yes. I don't have to agree with you. But for some point during that conversation, I have to allow myself to look at it through your eyes, through your set of lens. Cause we've, we're both on this phone tonight, right? Right. We both probably walk totally different paths to get to this phone tonight. Oh but yes. Is we're on the phone. We're talking about the same struggles, the same situations, but I don't know what you went through to get to this phone call. You don't know what I've went through to get to this phone call. But that is the key, is being able to understand we could be in the same place and have gotten in two different ways and acknowledge that that is possible. That is possible. Yes. And again, that's a whole nother thing too, right? What's important is right now, right? What's important is right now. And how can you allow that person to explain or express how they got to right now right 
you know, <laughs> it's like, it, it, it's like, hey, I, I don't like what this sound like, but what is my objective here? It's my objective to, uh, uh, to be able to be there for someone or is the objective for me to feel comfortable? Right. And sometimes you're uncomfortable listening to someone else's truth, but if your heart is in the right place, you'll deal with it. If it gets to be too much, you appropriately appropriately let them know. Mm-hmm. But not in a form of fashion to make them feel like they're bad or wrong, but that, hey, I understand where you're coming from, but you know, let's do this in baby step. Right. Because again, it, so you you don't know, like you just say, you don't know what I just, I just, I went through to get to this conversation right now. And so, huh? You also don't want to traumatize anybody with the truth either. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You're right. Yeah. And, and again, it's, it's, it, it, that comes from knowing the person. And being able to to understand and and hear about what triggers them, because you know we can have a conversation and we can start talking about milk chocolate. Um, <laughs> to, to my chocolate milk, you know, you know the with the the chocolate and chocolate syrup, and and I'm telling you how I used to use the whole milk and 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 with the chocolate and then not realizing that you've had a traumatic experience in your family where somebody got hurt over the chocolate <laughs> and that still bothers you but i didn't know that um but part of that conversation is understand that you're open to speak your truth but understand that your truth may bother somebody and be okay with them telling you. Right. Be okay with them telling you. They're not saying you're wrong. They're just saying that, you know, not right now. Not at this mm-hmm. level. You know? Absolutely. And and you're absolutely right. And that and that's where um that that open communication comes in and that safe space where you can um communicate that in a in a positive way, right? <laughs> Because remember, in an intimate relationship, we have to make sure that this is a positive experience. You, 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 you are, you are, you are so right, and that's even with with a male and female relationship. You know, the key is, hey, you can be upset, you can even be disappointed, but don't lash out at me because you're feeling this way. Appropriately, appropriately express that. Right. And, and, and the, and, and properly, uh, assign that issue to the right person. <laughs> right. Um, because I wasn't there. And if this is one of those things where I was not there, why are you punishing me? Cause they never let, they never let go of what happened. Mm-hmm. You ever talked out loud to somebody and had somebody listen to what they're saying so that they can actually see that hey it wasn't his fault it wasn't your fault you know we're not a, when we're hurt when we're hurting we have a tough time with being objective right our emotions sit right in the middle of it so you know as they say that gray area <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Part of what they're saying is true. Part of it is not. Somewhere in the middle, in the middle of that lies the truth. Somewhere lies the truth. Absolutely. Or we, we should say a truth. There you go. A truth. And and that's where it comes into again being able to um, have that weight of what's more important finding this truth and showing this person that this is the truth and this is this is wrong or do we work on creating positive experiences with each other don't worry about who's right and who's wrong right and 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 that's 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 in itself is is hard when you are with a person who has not been winning in their life and now they feel like this is their time to to win something (laughs) you know um gosh there's so many dynamics when it comes to relationships so many complexities that we don't even consider but but, but the the key is we don't consider but if we just get the the basics down, we can build on that. Mm-hmm. To, to, to be respectful of another person's turn to talk. Don't listen. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to his turn. You know, just listen. Right. If, if we spent more time listening to another individual, and if they want feedback, give them feedback. If they don't, they just want somebody to listen, do that. We right. Trying to be right and trying to fix another person, and that's not what they want. They want to be heard. Mm-hmm. Take a load off because no one's ever listened to you. You know, it's just like if you eat too much food and you don't go to the bathroom, you backed up. <laughs> with an individual, if they have no outlet for that, it comes out in a bad way. It never comes out good. If they're not able to express and actually process their emotions, right? There's no, there's no winning in that one. You can believe that. There's no one. You're right, but but the thing is, if the person isn't in a space where they can they can even allow you to say, "Hey, babe, I'm I'm, I'm backed up," and 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 not have that that comfort level where they can even say that. Now this person is continuing to eat because you've been judgmental. Hey, boy, see how that word keep popping up? Judgmental. You know? But that's that's the part where I I think a lot of um, individuals have to start looking at it are you judgmental and 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 to what degree if we had to to um to weigh in or to measure the amount of judgment that you that you release in a week what would that what would that number be how, how about not even go that far let's just believe that everybody is judgmental even if you sitting there eating a dog going eating some brussels sprouts if I don't eat Brussels sprouts, I'm judging you by thinking, yeah, you eating just Brussels sprouts. The problem is we all have a, a, a tinge of judgment in our body, but yeah. we have to monitor and be mindful of how we judge. Right. Something 
you know, if a person just gets wind of you treating them a certain kind of way, they will never open up to you. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. It's the clothing you wear, the, the way you wear your hair. You can affect somebody by just you know, a look for that matter. Absolutely. And so when you talk about everybody being judgmental, um, that looks like, um, so like you said, we all have some level of judgment because we judge stuff like the, the weather, the weather is, is cold or is hot or it's, you know, we, like you said, we, we do judge stuff all the time. It's just being able to monitor the level of judgment that you, um, place on other people. Is that, is that what we're talking about? Is that where we're going? That it's okay to be judgmental. Just monitor your judgment on other people, especially people you're in a relationship with. Because exactly. you know what? We, no one's alike, not even twins. All right? Mm-hmm. Right. We have different likes and dislikes. We have to be cognizant of the fact that people are different. And you don't have to agree with anybody's ways, but you also have to be respectful of them, especially if you want them to be respectful of yours. Right. And, and, and that's, and that's again, making sure that you keep the conversation positive, my interaction with you positive, that you walk away with a positive experience. And so when you're talking about, well, I'm just speaking this in love, hold up. Who do you love like that? <laughs> and where did you get that love from? Cause I don't want that. <laughs> you all right? Yeah, I'm, I'm. I just speak. I just speak the truth in love. Well, you know what? Why don't you keep your feelings to yourself? Yeah. <laughs> because I, I just wish that you just, just let me just be. Can you do that for me? <laughs> oh my God! Huh? Sometimes it's like pulling teeth when you mention something like that to somebody. I'm just telling you, I just accept me. Yeah, just accept me. And that's good. You're absolutely right. And it's, it's, that's where we're all trying to get in a space of feeling a sense of loving and belonging. And, and that can't happen without a safe space. So true. And so you can't feel like you, 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 you're experiencing loving and belonging when the person is judgmental or you don't feel like you can tell your truth or the person is not sharing their truth with you. And so each time you, um, let's say the change in the thermostat, if they're not telling you that they're hot or cold and you keep adjusting it and and they never really tell you. Now you you have been doing all of this work, all these adjustments, and none of them were right. If you were trying to read their mind instead of asking, or them, or them <laughs> just straight telling you. Right. But, but, but again, why do you, in that particular scenario, why do you think that person has come to that place where they don't want to tell you the truth. Because 
Now, now hear this now. We could be having a conversation, right? And you could be, be making a statement about something else that may be similar to what I'm going through, and you've shown a negative vibe to it. No, they're already afraid to be vulnerable. They're judging in that situation. I'm, I'm, I'm cool. It's gonna right. Wow, that that's that's deep. Um, because it, and you're absolutely right. That's why we gotta. So so now what we're we're looking at it is we're moving over into a deeper conversation. It's it's kind of like it sounds like we gotta start tiptoeing around people. Yeah, in most respects, you are doing that. In most respects, you are doing that. But you want to also think, instead of thinking you're tiptoeing and thinking like, hey, you're being mindful. No, realize that everybody does not come from the same walk of life. You know, sometimes some people are a little more sensitive than others, but it's a matter of being in a conversation. Right. Don't, don't let somebody, don't just hear somebody talk. Right. So, so the the thing is that you know, I would then say, well, you tiptoe at work. Okay. Well, you tiptoe in the meetings. You you are so happy and, and so accommodating at work. Why can't you be accommodating here? Why do you come home and get brand new? Value <laughs> <laughs> on that job and that paycheck that's not on that that's not valued at the relationship level. Mm. Oh, say that again, Rob. Put the value on that job and that paycheck that they don't place on their relationship. Wow. They're more afraid to lose that paycheck and that job than they are to that relationship, believe it or not. Wow. So, so you, so man, so the, so. The reason why conflict exists in a relationship is based on the person's value system of the other individual. Is that what you're saying? That's life. Life one-on-one. We're, we're all built, born and raised in different areas. Our core beliefs differ based on the family and the environment that we're around. Right. So if you don't agree with my core beliefs, you will fight against them because you were raised in a different area. Right. How about this? You grew up in an area that's okay to un- keep the doors unlocked. I grew right. up in an where you want four or five locks. Right. Absolutely. And some bars on the door. <laughs> that, can, that can cause a major discomfort in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Right? We raised in different areas. Our safety is more parent, paramount to one than the other. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. I I, I kind of wanted to milk. I want to milk that 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 value system where you esteem the person, um, like you esteem people at your job, like your boss, like your manager, that you esteem them. Why can't you esteem your partner? Why can't you value their 
moment. And again, you you know when you're in the meeting and the person is just going, they just saying some old crazy stuff, and you let that go. You want to tell them? Would you shut the hell up? <laughs> you be wanting to tell it to her, right? You know she needs to shut the hell up. But what do you do? You allow that person to talk, right? Again, she's not gonna fire you, but they will. Right. Right. So your value at that point in time is your livelihood. Mm-hmm. It's your livelihood. Yeah. Uh, baby, why you home? I got tired of hearing her talk. I told her, she, <laughs> I, was, I got work to do. And mm. she, like, you know, that wasn't really the right thing to do. Right. Can have us just in the area of this mass confusion, disillusion. Mm-hmm. Because those are like our naming. We're stuck with we're stuck to them unless we challenge them. You know? Absolutely. You know, if it's not I just say work camera checkable. Come on now. Every everybody is not gonna think you soft because you shared your truth. But that will. Say that again, Rob. Say that again. The matter being if some somebody may think you're soft because you're telling that truth. Mm-hmm. Everybody's not. Someone, someone relates. Someone will relate to you. But again, right. that's a vulnerability. You don't know. Take this with you. How, how about this for a core belief? How many people you think? Walk it, walk around in this world. If everybody knew everything about me, would they like me? Mm. Huh? So that yeah, that right there is enough to keep you from saying your truth. Because people who claim to love you, Mm -hmm. you. Your mind is saying if they knew everything about me, would they still? Would they still? You know how many people in the world are walking around like that? That's why people don't get truths told. Mm-hmm. Because they judge. People will judge them. And right. everybody won't. But there will be enough. It only take one for them to say, "See, I told you. I told you." Right. When we try to get our beliefs validated, positive or negative, mm-hmm. we don't need one or two people to agree with us. Right. <laughs> we don't need You're right. People. We don't need the whole room to validate. As soon as we hear it, we say, I told you, I told you. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and that's, again, and that's come from someone not being validated in that moment of that conversation, right? Yeah. Because if that person had been validated early on, 
they wouldn't have had to confirm or reaffirm like you know i see i told you <laughs> um and that's again going back to that 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 reciprocity because in that particular situation that required true reciprocity whereas that person said something to you you rejected it or you failed to validate it and then now you're holding on to something that they knew that was in there and 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 that and that's and that moment there of that reciprocity was was neglected and that person violated the what we call the rule of an intimate relationship where reciprocity is mandatory you know there's a lot of relationships that that conversation is never had and they don't know that they have violated they don't right. realize that that was a requirement right now I'm, 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 I'm not saying ignorance of the situation is an excuse but what i am saying if a person doesn't know and then i put in a position to to, be, to learn to, to be shown that there is a different way to go about this this is not how relationships actually work that's going to be this that's going to be the sticking point mm-hmm. uh, 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 what is it um we, we become creatures of comfort creatures of comfort we go back to what we even though it didn't work per se we go back to it because it's what we know mm-hmm. rob can you come to the microphone a little closer oh i'm sorry about that yeah I, you know it, you know comfort you know we always revert back to what we're comfortable doing even if it's mm-hmm. because uh, it's like muscle memory right Without and and we go back to what we already know and 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 that you you revert back to what you what you already know when you get uncomfortable exactly mm-hmm. well forget it well forget it well forget it forget it I mean I don't want to do this no more I'll just keep doing what I was doing because and 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 that and and so that's another aspect of of a conversation like what what is making you or yeah what is helping you to feel uncomfortable change 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 if you're not used to talking and all of a sudden you got to talk it's gonna make you uncomfortable If a woman says, I, I, I want to talk a little more, and the man says, no, I want to have sex. The woman, <laughs> what the man hears is, oh, you don't want to, you don't want to sleep with me. No, the woman never said that. She mm-hmm. wanted to talk a little more. You know, his thought process is, if, if I talk a little more, hell, it might even be better. Right. You can talk doing sex. Look, but that is not the, the um, with that mind, with that mind hears it what is what it hears. Right. Without further education 
or how relationships actually work, whether it's uh, uh, any relationship. Right. And, and so, so a little bit about me, Rob, I, I was married 22 years. Um, and so one of the things that helped me to get to the place where I am was that I ask myself a lot of hard questions. Right. And then, so, and then in those answering those hard questions, I started writing down numbers of what I thought, let's say, for example, um, she wanted me to sleep in on the weekend and I'm a military person. I'm like, I ain't sleeping in on the weekend. You gotta be kidding me. I'm, I'm up. I gotta do stuff. I, I, I work, I get up at five o'clock on Monday through Friday. Let me have my Saturday and Sunday at five o'clock for myself. And then I realized that being married 20 years that, um, there were a thousand weekends that happened. <laughs> There were a thousand weekends that happened that could it, is it possible that I could have done, you know, 200 of those, just 20%. Um, and, and that's where, so now what I look at now are when it comes to relationships and I help my clients, I help them to see that you're missing um, unique moments. And the part in order for you to, to continue to capture unique moments with each other, that you you have to have that 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 communication. You gotta have that safe space and you gotta be committed. You gotta be committed. And when your partner asks you to do something that you can do, um break down, you know, just do it. Do it the way they want it, you know. That's the part about relationships that I have to learn. It's a give and take. What Sean said to me a while ago that resonates now. He said, you know, if it's not important to you, it's not a big mm -hmm. deal. It's not a big deal. You know, it wasn't that they were a pushover. It was like they chose not to expend the energy on something that wasn't important. If it was enough, if it was important enough for you to expend that energy and it wasn't it wasn't important to me, why am I gonna fight you about it? Right. I was there saying, hey, I know that this is important to you, so I'm fine with it. It's not gonna it's not gonna hurt me, but sometimes we get into those modes where we just naturally wanna be in a in a, a fight or a disagreement. And we're so used to people disagreeing with us that we prepared to fight. Mm-hmm. We'd be ready to fight it. Like, okay, cool. Well, Rob, this has been an amazing, thought-provoking conversation, and I am so grateful that you came out tonight. And so, I try to keep the episodes within one hour, um, you know, unless unless we got um, <laughs> Cat Williams on here for three hours talking. <laughs> It, it, my day did not start off with I'm going to get on a podcast, but a, li a little birdie uh, made sure I knew about it. Yes. Okay. And, uh, well, oh, my gosh. You got other. So we got folk just come. And, and okay. So listen, right? We'll keep the we'll keep the, the podcast open, right? But this is BG Forever. Who is this? You come on here and you add to the conversation. We can stay on. 
um, because we this is we we having a good conversation. We're helping each other um, to learn and to um, to really be able to be more effective in our relationship because all of us um, have the you know when we look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Um, there's the physiological needs, there's the safety need, and then there's the feeling of loving and belonging. Um, oftentimes, these three levels of needs are disrupted in some place. And if you don't have these three parts in your life secured, you're going to have trouble. You're going to have trouble communicating with people. You're going to have trouble um, being patient, you're going to have trouble um, with anxiety, depression, um, or you've been trying to get on. I'm not sure why, what, I'm inviting you as a speaker. Come on. And I saw that you con connected. Um, okay, all right. Okay, I've been trying to get on. Somebody said they've been trying to get on. Who does, there we go. I'm going to invite you over again. Come on. I sent the invite. And so, and so, and that's, and that's where, where, where the, the challenges come in. Um, when we, when we are unable to, um, secure those three, um, levels or those three needs. Go ahead, Rob. Okay. There's another aspect of that is if you have those three, three, uh, needs in Maslow's triangle, but you go about it in the inverted way. Mm -hmm. That causes dysfunction. Does that make sense to you? Um, it's not allowed. Maslow's triangle. You start uh huh. With end up big, right? But when you come right. out with an inverted triangle, everything that was on top is now at the bottom. Right. And and. And that's where the and that's where this dysfunction happens. Exactly. Right there. Right. And so, but how do we, but again you you can't invert your triangle. Oh yeah, you can unlearn some of the habits that you've already had. You have to learn how to appropriately deal with relationships. You know, right. All, all of the content, but you have it you mis, misunderstood, uh, uh, misaligned. You, know, you place mm -hmm. more importance in one uh, part of that triangle than others. Right. The start of a relationship should be, hey, how you doing? Talking. Uh, 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 going places, doing things, right? Right. So if I say hi to you and then you end up in bed, how effective is that communication going to go moving forward? Not very well. Exactly. So what I'm saying is, a lot of us uh, approach relationships the opposite way. I'll get, mm -hmm. to, I'll get to know you afterwards. So by doing that, you don't know who this person is. So you don't. Are always going to, you know, it, it's cool till you get out of bed. Then you find out that you, 
You like getting up early, and I don't like getting up early. You know those little things. Right. And, and so <laughs> it, it's funny that, you know, someone will say, I'm not a morning. I don't like getting up early. Well, when daylight savings times go back, you got up an hour earlier. Uh, <laughs> so why couldn't you got, ooh, why couldn't you have gotten up an hour earlier two weeks ago? Because that's mental. <laughs> it's dark outside. I'm ready to go to sleep. <laughs> when I get off work, I got super energy. You're right. And, and yeah, and it, it's a lack of discipline. It's a lack of discipline. And 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 that we're still going back to when we're talking about commitment. And I see um excellent ex excellent student. Um that's what um exo yes. Okay. Well, you and you're absolutely right. It is a lack of discipline. I wish you could be on here talking so we can contribute to this conversation. But I know that something's going on with your with your, with the app and something's going on. Um, so we we forgive you, and but we definitely want you to to work on being here and available next Monday or Wednesday um, at eight p.m. because we this is where we bring the conversation and be sure to share the 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 podcast with your friends um, and any any in anyone who is is looking to have a conversation about relationships and what it means to be intimate to um, understand how I can better interact with my partner, how I can um, how can how I can be committed to being mentally stable enough so I can just sit there and listen because that's the problem too like some people just need to need to go to just go to therapy <laughs> you you need to go um, and you need to go and 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 and, and go talk to somebody about why you cannot sit down you do know you, you do know you got to first get over the fear of going to therapy because some cultures uh deems going to uh therapy as a weakness right yeah absolutely right but but again the thing that the relationship that we're concerned about is the one that we're in. Right? And in the now. And and not, you know, other cultures and what everybody else is doing and what everybody else thinks about. We want to be able to see how can your relationship be better and how can you collect more unique, positive, unique experiences with your partner. And then you can, you personally can experience a sense of loving and belonging because the the relationships that you're in, they know how to provide a safe space for you, and you can be vulnerable with them. Not that's right. Not only not only, but understand how to listen. For others' eyes, usually differently, um, eyes of sees us differently than how we see ourselves um and you're absolutely right and this is um one of the one in the young lady who's um commenting on the in the chat 
And so she's like, like she said, it's, it's how do you understand how to listen and, and, and listening with the intent on connecting with that person or reciprocating, right? Not just looking up, up in the air. Okay. All right. I'm listening to you. Well, no, you're not paying attention. You're not paying attention right now. You're in your phone. You're in your phone. And I need you to be able to listen. And, and again, like you said, when you're at work, when your boss is talking to you, you sitting there listening to him. Why can't you listen to me? So, do you have anything more you want to share, Rob? I'm, I'm, I'm good. That was, that was like dessert for me. Thank you. <laughs> well, we, we're here Mondays and Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Um, I'll, I'll let, I'm going to, um, I'll, I'm going to close out the show. Um, and like I said, if, is there anything that you want to comment that, that you want, that you have a question about before we get off? This is a person that's in the chat who can't get in the conversation because I want to make sure that, um, that I help them as well. Um, because there may be something, um, that's just on their mind that I can, maybe share or touch on. Well, she there's no comment. So we're going to, um, oh my gosh. So I love my, um, no, no, not at this time. Beautiful. Right, right, right. Beautiful. And so I have this, this music, right? Right. Where this has been an amazing moment. Um, we want to thank everybody for coming out today to um, share with us on this, on this journey. And let's continue to buy opportunities for each other where we can share, where we can find that safe space and that we can be committed to helping each other um, feel a sense of loving and belonging. This is Champ Franklin. I am your host, and this has been Intimate Discoveries, where every episode is one step closer to you experiencing meaningful relationships. And this is Champ Frank, and I am. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.